Hello, entrepreneurs. Thank you for tuning in to another incredible episode. We are going to Texas today to sit down with Valerie Hayes. She's an accomplished entrepreneur that offers the answers to these problems. Does your business have a people or process problem? Does your business have the direction, information, and tools to achieve your goals? And is your business growing so quickly you're about to implode? If you answered yes to any of those questions, this is the show for you today. You're going to learn how to grow your business efficiently and effectively with our expert guest who has been featured on the likes of CNN, ABC, NBC, and in USA Today and People Magazine. Most business owners set out to do what they love in their business, but don't realize what it takes to run a business until it's too late. They want their business to grow, but just don't have the time, energy, or skills to keep pushing the boulder up the hill. You deserve a fractional COO integrator who can help you execute your vision, whether it be you or you're looking to bring someone on. This week's guest is going to help you, and she will immerse herself in the day-to-day operations of your business. Analyze, streamline, and improve processes and procedures. Manage staff, develop, and implement organization recommendations. Evaluate and manage the customer journey to improve customer experience and so much more. Running a successful business should be easier, and Valerie is going to help us right now. Let's kick it off, Valerie. What does entrepreneurship mean to you? Yeah, that's a great question, Vincent, and thanks so much for having me on your show. Um, I think, to me, entrepreneurship means opportunity and possibility, um, not only the opportunity to ideally make a lot of money and have a lot of fun, but it's an opportunity to leave your mark on the world, to enrich the lives of the people that you serve through your product or service. And it's, you know, if you look back at the great entrepreneurs, they've always improved the lives of a local community, a region, an area, or in some case, you know, the entire world. And so to me, entrepreneurs are the people really moving things forward um, in a way that benefits everyone. Making your mark on the world, something I'm trying to do and... It's only just beginning still, I feel, and that's what I love about this podcast because I get to help others grow. Each guest helps me grow immensely, and I think you're going to do just that. So, Valerie, thank you for starting us off. I want to welcome you all listening on to another episode of That Entrepreneur Show. My name is Vincent A. Lancey, and we have a great episode ahead, a lot of value. Valerie loves giving back, and she recently celebrated her company's 20-year milestone, so she's here today celebrating Valerie, can you please introduce yourself to our audience before we talk all about your company? This segment is sponsored by Bedrock Business Builders, a small business startup specialist. Start, build, manage. I'm coming to you from just north of Houston, Texas. I'm originally from Minnesota, so I have absolutely the wrong accent. Mm. I've been, I've worked in three Fortune 500 companies and uh, run my own business for over 20 years, just over, just barely over 20 years, which is why I'm celebrating today. And um, I really am taking on a mission to help small business owners and entrepreneurs 
really get in touch with what they should be doing in their business to achieve the goals and the success that they've really envisioned. It's really easy as an entrepreneur or a small business owner to do really well for a certain period of time and then to suddenly get stuck. Mm -hmm. And you're maybe not sure what the issue is. You start signing up for different programs and different consultants. And oftentimes you just don't get the results that you're looking for. And I think that, um, you know, I want to spread the message that we need to get back to basics because how you run your business, how you actually run your business creates your business. And so I'm here to share that with your listeners today, Vincent. I look forward to learning all of that as well. Thank you for starting us off. And I would love to now extend on what you just spoke about. I have a feeling all of that is related to your company. Yes, my company, um, we work with entrepreneurs, uh, small business owners who have anywhere between five and 250 employees. And their revenue is typically between 500,000 a year and almost a million, sometimes just under a million, sometimes just over. And what we found is that although any small business or entrepreneurial uh, venture is challenging. There's a certain group of people that are able to get to that 500 to 750 to 800, maybe even 900 thousand uh, dollars in annual revenue, but they can't break through that million dollars. And once you break through that million dollars, it's easier to keep going. And the reason is because to break through to a million dollars, you need to have an organization that you can scale. It needs to be an organization with infrastructure, processes and procedures, all those boring words that everyone hates, um, that will actually scale so that you can keep on growing and you don't have to keep reinventing. I recently worked with a client who had uh, broken through the million dollar mark, but had totally relied on sales to do it. And they were working literally 24 seven, three 65. And so when they broke through to that um, over a million dollars in revenue, they weren't able to sustain it. And so they slipped back down to, you know, around $750,000 a year. So it's really important for me and my team to help entrepreneurs and small business owners that have an opportunity to really grow and improve and to help show them the path to get there. I love that. Let's talk right there a little more about that path to get there in entrepreneurship. There is no textbook, no blueprint. You'll hear me say that a lot. You have to really just go out there and try it, quote unquote, fail and find ways to succeed off that. What can you offer our listeners, Valerie? Well, I think it all starts with um, recognizing what your strengths are as an entrepreneur and business owner and understanding how best to supplement those strengths with someone who is strong in the areas where maybe you're not. I never like to use that weakness term, like weaknesses, strengths and weaknesses. I always like to use strengths and opportunities because when I'm working with a client, um, they individually or their company has strengths that we want to really highlight and maximize. And those strengths is what has gotten to, them to the level of success they're currently experiencing. But because they're having problems growing, we know that there's some opportunities there that we could more fully leverage. And sometimes that means bringing in uh, more team members. Sometimes that means bringing in new or different team members. Sometimes we have to let go of the old to make room for the new. And sometimes that means bringing someone in to supplement and work with the entrepreneur, either as a consultant 
a fractional COO, perhaps even uh, an EOS integrator to help um, them see what they normally wouldn't see. Because if they could mm -hmm. see it, they like would that. fix it on their own. Everyone wants to be successful, right? Um, yeah. yeah, so everyone wants to be successful, but sometimes you're so busy, you know, in hyperdrive trying to grow the business and work on your strengths and really kind of keep on going that you need someone else to come in and take a good look at things and say, yeah, this is really working for us and this is great. And let's, you know, highlight that, and maximize it. But here's some areas that we have opportunity to streamline. The more you streamline, the more you protect profit margin. Um, the more you streamline, the more you're able to produce more goods or services with less manpower investment. So it's really, um, as an entrepreneur, when you get to that point where your growth is sort of plateauing, or maybe it's slowed down and is sort of under the 20% a year mark, that's when you want to think about bringing someone in to just give yourself a fresh perspective. Yeah, sometimes, and myself very much so included, blinded by our own light. Even with podcasting for a while, I went a year straight and didn't tweak too much because it was very successful. I was getting great numbers. A lot of people reaching out to join the community of entrepreneurs. Then I have to make sure I spend some time listening to outside podcasts to get new perspectives, new ideas, because mine may be going stale. I love that. But you mentioned we celebrate your birthday here, 20 year anniversary with the company. So congrats again. What are some of your greatest lessons learned from over this 20 year stretch? I think the biggest lesson that I've learned is that there's a big difference between operating within your area of expertise and running a business. Most of us start businesses because of something we really, really enjoy doing that we're passionate about, that we're really, really interested in. But the reality is 80% of running a business is running the business, not doing the thing that you might really love or be interested in. For example, maybe you love designing homes and you want to start a home designing business. Maybe you're an architect or a home designer. The reality is you're only going to spend about 20% of your time designing the homes and 80% of the time running your business. So I think it's really what I learned is... Um, the vast majority of people that I've known or worked with that have gone under and, and their business has not been successful is because they wanted to spend 80% of their time doing the thing they love and only 20% of the time running their business. And unfortunately, that split just doesn't work out. Yes. Incredible advice. Is that something that you went through early and found that your clients were going through as well? You know, I was really blessed in that I didn't personally go through it, but I had the experience of watching a friend go through it. Early in my business, I had several professional acquaintances and I realized and one of them who had a, a very lucrative business was really making money hand over fist, didn't have to sell, didn't need any processes or procedures in place. It was really sort of a dream kind of situation for a business owner. I'm sure he was making several hundred thousand dollars a year. And that was, you know, in 2000. So, you know, that's a whole lot in today's dollars. And um, unfortunately, he didn't have a marketing plan. He didn't own any of his client information. He was getting them all from referrals. He had never collected anything. He had never set up multiple revenue streams. He didn't have... Um, I mean, he just really was relying on other people to provide, generate 
business for him. And then he got into a situation where one of his referral sources um, had a negative experience with him that I'd like to say right off the hat, uh, start, even though I'm not going to share with you what it is. It was absolutely not his fault, um, but had a negative experience with him and they discontinued their relationship with him and his business went under in about six months. Now, fortunately, he did rebrand, he did retool, and he's doing very, very well today. Very so good. kudos to him. Um, but it really does pay attention. It really does make sense to pay attention to how you run your business. Um, my business, business coaching, is a very crowded field. There's lots and lots of people who are business coaches. And I believe I'm a very, very good business coach. But one of the reasons I've been successful is because I know how to run my business. So, uh, you know, helpful pro tip. When you're looking at business coaches, you need to look at how successful their business is. I love what you started and ended there, really looking on from someone else's experiences, learning through what someone went through and applying that to your own. One of the many goals of this show is, of course, to have that exact situation help our listeners where they're listening and they're tuning in and they're learning from our guests something they went through to help improve their journey. Thank you so much, Valerie, for giving us such an incredible episode along the way. I now love to ask you uh, some more advice here. What are some of the more challenging areas in entrepreneurship for you? You know, when I'm talking to entrepreneurs or small business owners, uh, they don't necessarily tell you this right out of the gate. But at some point along in the conversation, they do talk about the isolation that you feel as an entrepreneur or small business owner. Typically, there is no one else in the business that you can really discuss your concerns, your doubt, your self-doubt, um, you know, things that you might be unsure about because you're trying to fulfill that leadership role for the rest of the people in the business. So I think isolation is a challenge. And because entrepreneurs are so busy working their business, they don't often have the opportunity to really be involved in a lot of associations or organizations where they might get that peer-to-peer -peer conversation. So I think it's important to think through how you can either deal with isolation or minimize it mm -hmm. um, to help sustain you through the self-doubt, the questions, the you know situations where you're not exactly sure how to handle it. And then I, I think the second thing is that entrepreneurs often have problems creating um, scalable infrastructure. Mm. When you first start out as an entrepreneur, small business owner, you know how it goes, Vincent. You're just, yes. you've got your idea, you're putting things in place, you're sort of doing things on the fly and just kind of winging it. And it's kind of fun and exhilarating, let's be <laughs> honest. Um, and, and you love the fact that your ideas are coming together, but then you grow to a certain size, either because of revenue or number of clients or number of team yes. members you grow to a certain size where the processes and procedures that you've kind of slapdash thrown together don't really work anymore. And so that's when growth stops, um, quality of product or service delivery decreases, customers get frustrated, customer experience declines. And, and so even though it's like totally boring and in no way sexy, you know, you cannot, you know, increase your revenue by 500% in 90 days, like all the videos on YouTube tell you, um, by putting processes and procedures in place. But those foundational things are critical to your ability to grow and scale your business. 
Back to basics. Just like you said, we have to pay attention to our foundation. For me, building this infrastructure, the foundation of my business has taken a little longer than I would have liked as all of our companies have been affected by COVID. But as far as me getting in the classroom, I kind of had to take a step back, reevaluate, find ways to keep growing. And that's something I'm grateful for this podcast doing, connecting with incredible individuals just like Valerie today. But before we head into the spotlight story for the week, Valerie, I'd love to learn who your pick is to sit down and learn from any entrepreneur throughout history. Well, that's a really tough one. And I don't think my pick would necessarily be considered you know, in the, in the pure entrepreneur category, but I would love to sit down with Warren Buffett. You know, he uh, has a reputation for being one of the most successful investors ever. And I think it's because he understands business and he understands small business and how to grow a small business. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be fascinating because I think he gives really down to earth, realistic advice and focuses on things that consistently generate a return on investment instead of sort of flash in the pan, get rich overnight ideas. And, you know, he's kind of quirky, still lives in the house he bought in the 1950s, which I understand is fairly small. So I think it'd be an interesting conversation. Let's take it a step further. Where would you have this conversation if you had that choice too? Wow, that'd be awesome, right? Um I don't know. I really like the Smithsonian Institute. Ooh, I so like I realize that. it has nothing to do with entrepreneurship and very little to do with Warren Buffett, but it would be a good excuse to get together there. They have a really nice cafe. I think you would get a whole lot of that conversation to keep growing your business with. And now I think it is a perfect time for this week's Spotlight Story. And we have another great story ahead. Love this part of the show. I always learn something new. And as we have a rock star female entrepreneur on the show today, we're going to look at the journey of another and share Wang. And this article is titled Woman Making History, How Share Wang, a Taiwanese entrepreneur and philanthropist, became one of the first women to instate a tech business in the 90s. And this article is from Forbes. I'm going to go ahead and read a bit of it for you. Our guest take on it. As I mentioned, one of the first women to instate a tech business in the 90s, and in 2014, she was listed as the 54th most powerful woman in the world by Forbes. And Shelly Zalas, uh, looks like an employee of Forbes, had a chance to sit down with her and ask some amazing questions. I hope you all can learn a lot today. How was the tech world like for women just a few decades ago? How has it changed? It's undeniable that the tech world was largely male-dominated when I first started out in 1981. But even then, I found it wasn't a challenge about gender so much as entrepreneurship. I've always believed that if you are truly passionate about what you're doing and have a clear vision on how you will benefit society, you can overcome almost all hurdles on the road to achieve your vision. I'm going to go ahead and read one more question here. Can you share an antidote from doing business in the 90s that really illustrates what the business climate was like for female entrepreneurs. And what I want to ask this as our guest today is celebrating that 20 year anniversary in her business. The 1990s was an exciting period of rapid transitions in technology from PC to smartphones, wired internet to mobile, and also semiconductors. I didn't view myself as a woman in the tech environment. I saw myself as an entrepreneur trying to make these technologies happen. Today, we're going through a similar era of accelerated technological change, 
to another industrial revolution. The transition to the metaverse, artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and more is generating many more opportunities for female entrepreneurs to develop solutions to solve obstacles and drive progress. And that means many more opportunities for women. What are your takeaways on this article and her story here, Valerie? I love that she really focused on the need for education for entrepreneurs and um, not necessarily, I mean, obviously in her field, there's STEM education, which is really, really important. But she also talked about the importance of being able to articulate a good argument for or against something and, and to present ideas. I think that's really, really important when you're an entrepreneur, because even though you might have an idea and you're convinced how fabulous it is, it's sometimes difficult to get other people on board and be able to persuade them to invest or partner with you if you're really not able to communicate that. Thank you so much for that, Val, and such amazing episode throughout. Now tell everybody where they can find your social media, website, all things Valerie. I'd love to connect with your guests. And if they're looking for me on social media for Facebook and Instagram, I'm Valerie M as in Mary Hayes, H-A-Y-E-S, Valerie M as in Mary Hayes. And on LinkedIn, you can look for me under Valerie Hayes, H-A-Y-E-S, or Fractional COO, and I should come up under either one. And of course, you can always check out my website at Valerie, V-A-L-E-R-I-E, Hayes, H-A-Y-E-S.com. I'd love to connect with your listeners. And thanks again, Vincent, for having me on the show. I really enjoyed the conversation. Be sure to go check out her amazing content right now. She has so much to offer. And we are at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube, Vincent A. Lancey channel. I've been putting a lot of content out. My website, of course, is vincentalancey.com. And you can listen to all episodes on all of my podcasts from there and so much more. Thank you for tuning in, and I will see you next Friday. Have an amazing weekend.